Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast. Today we have more Reed Detmers stuff, trade deadline news, and emoji tears right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Tealer Podcast. I am your captain. My name is Brad. And joining us on this voyage, as usual, is our co-captain, Brig. Welcome, Brig. I got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> I love being co-captain. Well, hi, Brad. <laughs> How are you today, Brig? Man, I am hanging in there, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm hanging in there as well. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's- Fine. I'll get over it. There's three more games in this series, and I'll get over it. Life will continue to move on. The Mariners will continue to be in the wild card race, and they'll. It's fine. And that was the sound an ellipsis makes for those (laughs) of you with journalism degrees. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) But anyways, let's get on with this because we have a lot to get into today. Because there, I mean, the trade deadline is less than 12 hours away from when we're recording this actually less than 24 hours away. We're probably no, 36 yeah. hours something like that. But right anyway, there. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming up on it pretty close. There's a lot of movement today. Very exciting. Um, but first Brig, the 42nd national sports collectors convention was held over the weekend, July 27th through the 31st at yep. the Atlantic city convention center. Tell me about this Brig. I want to know. This is where everybody gets together and buys and sells trading cards and signed sports memorabilia and pictures and all that kind of stuff, as the name might suggest. However, some of the fun facts I pulled out of this that I thought were really fun, and then I'll let you keep talking about other stuff, but this I really got excited to talk about. Almost 150 different athletes showed up. Wow. Yeah, all kinds of celebrity athletes, right? doesn't matter whether they're current, former, blah, 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 right? But over 150 or almost 150 of them showed up and they were at the autograph pavilion. So they have their own special VIP area where they do autographs at this convention. Okay. More than 20 of those 150 athletes who showed up to autograph memorabilia that day, baseball family, you know, we dig some memorabilia, right? right. Of the 150 celebrities that showed up 20 or more were pricing their signatures at $30 or less. That's pretty good. Pretty reasonable. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. So if you wanted to to jump in and get a ticket to next year, I think they just signed a long-term deal where they're going to do it again in Atlantic City like next year, maybe the next two years, something like that. But it's hmm. the same time every year. Now, so the low end would be $30 or cheaper for these autographs, right? Right. Let's swing all the way up to the top end. Did, did they say who it was first off? Yes. I have a list of top 10 most expensive one-time autographs from this convention, and I thought oh, it was sweet. really interesting. So if you walked into a convention, Brad, and you're like, I saw my guy's name on a list, or I saw her name on a list, or whatever it is, right. and you really, really wanted to get your photograph, ball, hat, whatever, signed... How much would you pay, and who would it have to be from? Um, You're going to stand in line for a long, long time. 
you're going to have a smattering of a conversation that's basically going to be sound bites, and you're going to walk away. Right. You're going to pay for this, but you're going to get a signature, and it's authenticated I, as far as I'm aware. Now I do have to say this: the like the big one for me, I already have. Thanks okay. to you, sir. I have to give credit oh, where it's welcome. due. Um, that's Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Um, I might pay. I might pay upwards of like. $200 or something like that for like maybe like Randy Johnson or Ichiro yeah. or even Jay Buhner, somebody like okay. or like Edgar Martinez. Yeah. Somebody like that. Now this, this list includes more than just baseball, but there are some very right. famous baseball names on there. The number 10 is Adrian Peterson and tied with Barry Sanders. And that those signatures will cost you $175. Not too bad. Not too bad. That's tied for number 10. Yeah. Now, number five is Emmett Smith. Number six is Joe Montana. Hmm. Emmett Smith's signature cost you $235 at this event. Still reasonable. Let's yeah. move all well, the way up. Hold on real Go quick. Ahead. Because like, yeah. if you get like, a, if you have like a Cowboys helmet, and you have em- Emmett Smith sign it. It's worth way more than that. Oh, yeah. You could sell it for way more than that on eBay. 100%. Totally agree with you. But people don't, I mean, some people go to these conventions to sign them and sell them for sure. Right. Totally. Yeah. totally. Yeah. However, that's why they charge you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's move up because the top two in the top 10 are tied for number one slot and they are both baseball players. They both charged $300 for their signatures. It's one of them, Pete Rose. No. Then I have no idea, honestly. Mariano Rivera. Wow. And David Ortiz. Now, I got to tell you, because <laughs> I was really shocked when you said Mariano Rivera, because that does not yeah. seem like a mo move, right? It doesn't. However, I w- agree with you. However, I do think that is definitely a big Poppy move. Oh, yeah. And I bet you Poppy was like, dude, come on. You got to charge more than that for this. Yeah, I'm sure that he he was in his ear telling him you got to charge way more than thirty bucks for your autograph because oh, it's yeah, way yeah. it's worth way more than that for sure, <laughs> totally. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Another name on the list is Floyd Mayweather, two forty nine. Odell I'm surprised Beckham he wasn't Jr. at three hundred. Yeah, exactly. Odell that Beckham dude's Jr. All about is Benjamin. at one ninety nine. Ray Lewis was there, one eighty. Julius Irving, one seventy nine. Just I thought it was interesting. But yeah, the, the best part about this was that the two most expensive were baseball players, which shows you what the market is doing for baseball memorabilia over these football, basketball, etc. That's yeah. cool. That's what that I thought really was the cool. coolest. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Okay. There you are. I think one of these years, Brig, we might need to make a trip. Let's go do that thing. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. It'll be fun. I agree. All right, now you need to tell us about Aaron Judge, your guy. Oh man, because he's hitting the cover off the ball. Yeah, he is. Like absolutely. So he has over four, or so he's what is forty third tonight, I think, as yeah. we speak. Um, that game puts just him at, ended seven to two Yankees over the Mariners. Yep. Okay, so. Uh, that was his his 42nd homer this season was his 200th career home run. 
So now he's at 201 career, 43 on the season. His 42nd, though, is memorable because of its number 200 significance, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his 12th homer in 14 games, which is astronomical. Like you've been saying, if you're going to bet on anything, put money down on Aaron Judge hitting a home run. You're going to lose a couple of times, but more often than not, you're going <laughs> to yeah. win that. You're yeah, going exactly. to get some money out of that. Uh, if you can get some good uh, good odds on it. Anyway, so this is significant too. He's This is the most homers franchise history. This is the most homers through August, or until August, rather. Sorry. Um 1928 Babe Ruth had 41 homers before August 1st. So by one mm. home run, he already outpaced the Babe. Pretty cool. That's and then finally, something. what everybody's tracking is the Roger Maris record set in 1961 with 61 home runs. He, as of tonight, after the game has ended, and if you're listening to this on August 2nd in the morning in your commute, thank you very much, that puts him on pace for 67 total on the season, if he maintains. That's a lot, first off. Second, that that's crazy because he's gone on stretches where he hasn't hit homers. Or anything. You know, like, right, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is crazy to think about, that the Yankees went on that terrible stretch of the earlier, uh, early part of the season mm-hmm. where you were saying that Rome isn't burning, but it smells like smoke, and Judge was not I playing did say that. well Thank then you. either. Yeah, right? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's on that pace, like he's gone on such a tear since then. Could you imagine if he had been consistent all season? Oh, no, no, no. So he's he's only six. If he So if he hits 67, the record is 73. Right. He could, he could get there. I do think he's going to hit a lull probably the beginning of September. Agreed. That he's going to slow down, and he'll. I still, I maintain that he will probably end with sixty-two or sixty-three. I think I said that. Before. I, my money's on sixty-four. Yeah, yep. I've I've been saying it for a while. I still believe. I'm saying sixty-four, but again, I have mixed feelings about whether it should happen or not. But we'll get into that in a minute. Right. So, okay, let's talk about Reed Detmers for a minute. This talk about somebody who's had an up and down roller coaster season. Like, dude throws a no hitter. Right. Yeah. And then he goes and he gets optioned down to triple A. Yeah. He stays there for a few weeks. And then the Angels are like, ah, whatever. At this point, it doesn't matter. Let's bring him on back up. Yeah. <laughs> We're losing every game anyway. We might as well bring up our hero and promote him and make money off of him this season. <laughs> yeah. So get some guys he comes experience. back up and he throws an immaculate inning. He is the third pitcher, count him three in Major League Baseball history to throw a no-hitter and an immaculate inning in the same season. He did this in the second inning against the Rangers on Sunday. That's something else. Like It's so funny. For those of you who don't know what an immaculate inning is, an immaculate inning is when you get out of the inning with three up, three down, nine strikes, nine pitches. Uh, You cannot have any... Four pitch at bats, obviously. Like you can't have any. It doesn't count if you have um, somebody foul a ball off and have a four pitch at bat, and then the next guy grounds out on the second pitch. That doesn't count. It's got to be nine pitches, nine strikes, three strikeouts. That is an immaculate inning. uh, For those of you who don't know, and it it feels like it would happen a whole lot more, but it doesn't. It hardly ever happens. Yeah, it's not often. 
which is it's crazy to think about that you just can't get a pitcher out there to just throw nine strikes because the hitters are so good that they'll hit them yeah big deal because um i caught an immaculate inning one time in high school and i'm not gonna none of it i had nothing to do with it absolutely nothing to do with it in fact before before we start it was the last inning of the game i went up and i talked to the pitcher i said hey i got a migraine coming i can't see just throw fastballs down the middle and we'll get out of this he's like all right dude he piped nine fastballs blew them all by these guys (laughs) and we were and we got on the bus and headed home and we were just like well shoot we should have just been doing that the whole game we'd have been out of here and what (laughs) seven nine 63 pitches (laughs) yeah throw 63 fastballs we'd be going home with a shutout perfect game so so what's interesting about this as well you say it doesn't happen very often this is only the third immaculate inning thrown in angels history third for an angel yep wow and according to this article that i just read they've all all three of them have occurred in the second inning what are the freaking odds of that that's crazy (laughs) oh my gosh so it's nolan ryan against boston and garrett richards uh in houston in 2014 and 1972 and then again this year they've all three three ever in the history of the franchise and they've all been in the second inning what is that now (laughs) that one against the astros 2014 the thing that's funny about that is that you think about that team because i I can think back on the astros back in 2014 it's a terrible team and in the second inning you're at the middle towards the bottom of the lineup and of a really bad team, really bad hitters, you're going to... I mean, it's like, who was it earlier this year who threw two in one game? Uh, or they had two pitchers do it in one game? Padres back-to-back pitchers. Was it the Padres? I think it was, was it the Rangers. Um, I'll have to look. I can't remember. While you're doing that, let me tell you that there have only been... Let's see. There were 62 immaculate innings thrown through 2009. This is... Uh, 43 since then. So what is that? 105, six. I don't do math. I don't know. But so so get this. So get this. <laughs> yeah. It was the, it was the Astros. Is Luis Garcia and Phil Matten Matone who threw immaculate innings in the same game against yeah. the Rangers. <laughs> Free swinging down in Arlington. Oh, every time. <laughs> For sure. That's too funny. Especially when Joey Gallo gets there. But we're saving that as well. What? Hell. Somebody take him away. All right. He wants somebody to take him away. He's My done. Goodness. He's at Dude, it. He's, okay. he's so, so My bad gosh. right now. All right. Let's talk about uh, Austin Riley. Austin Riley got a bag. Dude got oh, yeah. a bag. He's got, today. It's like Scrooge McDuck. He's like, <laughs> he's, if he's not swimming in his gold coins, something is Needs wrong. Needs money, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so, I we don't have it in our notes. Let me look it up real quick. What he got because you ha- actually have something else on here about July. So talk about his July real quick. Oh yeah. I'll, well, and this is I'll find this. The... This justifies the bag of money he got. That's why I put this in there. He's got an MVP caliber July going on. So. And it all has to do with extra base hits, which I think is so much better anyway, because we love production baseball. 
right? We love small ball. We love contact hits, get on base, steal a base, et cetera. So Hank Aaron held the franchise record in Atlanta for 25 extra base hits just in July. We're just talking about July. And then this season, Austin Riley broke that with 26. So if he wins the MVP, he'd be only the third MVP, or excuse me, I'm sorry. He'd be the first Atlanta third baseman to win MVP since Chipper Jones did it in 1999. And his 1.344 OPS just through July puts him at the second best monthly mark if you have a minimum of 90 plate appearances of any brave ever. He's only, wow. he's the second best ever. He's up through the, just the month of July. But if you break that out and you say any 30 day period with a minimum of 90 at bats, he's still in the top five Braves ever since 1951 to record 26 extra base hits in any month of the season with a minimum of 90 at bats. So that's this insane. that's why he that's why this bag of money showed up on his doorstep. That's why. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So he us. got he got 10 years, 212 million, which his AAV, his average annual value is considerably lower than some of the other deals we've seen, but the 10 years that's what these guys want. That's they the, wouldn't yes. give Freddie Freeman what 6? Six? 6 or 7. It was and the they, six. I yeah, think it was, it was six. 6. Yeah. And they gave Austin Riley 10? Yeah. At third what? base, man. Like I understand that I I get it. Like they they tried to deal for Matt Olson last season, right? Yep. But you've got a known, right? You've got a known. You've got a guy who's comfortable in the market in Freddie Freeman. And like, don't get me wrong, Matt Olson's having an incredible season. Yeah, like yeah. I think he's having the season that we kind of expected him to be having in Oakland, which is weird that he gets out of the small dinky market and then goes somewhere else where it's more expectation to win and perform and he does yep. yeah so i mean His i get mail and everything yeah. but at the same time like as a player i would have been like man they're not going to extend our captain they're not going to bring back our captain what the heck but here they Nuts. are with austin riley paying that dude and he's earned it you just talked about yeah. it he's earned it and he was a huge reason they won the world series last year a but so major was Freddie. Reason, but so was Freddie. I, I still, I'm still stuck on it, man. The whole Freddie Freeman thing. They're still it's weird. Dude. I can't wait for the memoir to come out from both sides. We're gonna get the Freddie Freeman one in twelve plus year, tw- ten or twelve years, and we're gonna get the in or you know ten years or less. We're gonna get the Freddie Freeman one, twelve maybe, and then we're gonna get the franchise. The organization will speak in twenty. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be a 30 for 34. That's what's going to happen because we're oh, going to find yeah! out that there's all kinds of drama behind the scenes. Yes, and, there and needs what, to be. <laughs> maybe what Acuna said about how they weren't sad to see him go, like maybe that had something to do with it. They were like, well, the guys in Clubhouse don't like love the dude. So there's that. But I don't know. But we talked to Samson about it, and he said that's not a thing when it comes to making the business decision. But then we talked – to, to Jim, Edmonds. Jim Edmonds, and he said it's a huge deal. I'm confused. Well, let, let's no, he, compare. The, the players I mean, we, aren't making the business decisions, though. Right, but we could compare at the same time, though, the success of one team to another. Yeah. 
That's true. So there's that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, all right, moving on. Moving on. Brothers-in-law playing baseball. <laughs> we got Jose Barrios and Javi, the magic man, Baez, mm-hmm. uh, facing off against each other. And they are brothers-in-law. Their, sis- their wives are sisters. Did you right. know that, Brig, that that's how yeah. this relationship that's how it worked out? Yeah. Um, lots of fun. Too cool. I love when family faces off. I don't care if you're in-laws, outlaws, brothers, sisters, whatever. I think it's fun when family faces off because you, there's like an extra layer to it. Yeah. And there's and one of them gets to come away, come away with something. Right? Yeah. Like there is something going on or something beyond that. Like Javi Baez can go to the dinner table in like November or December and say, Hey, remember that time I owned you in Toronto? Because, <laughs> but first off, they had this amazing at bat. It was like, it's probably like seven pitches, seven or eight pitches, maybe mm-hmm. 10. I lost track. Um, Javi was hitting deep, deep foul balls or long strikes, as we like to call them. Long um, strikes. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, on ball three, he thought he'd drawn a walk, had him come back. And full then count. He, he did draw the walk on full count, but yeah, it was awesome. It was a great at bat. Two home runs missed by like 18 inches. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. One of them did one of them hit. I don't think any of them hit the pole, but it was close. Well, no, because if they hit the pole, they're a home run. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they were really close. I mean, there was one where Javi was was basically petitioning that it was, was a fair pointing ball. at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that scene in that baseball documentary we love, right? That's stay right. fair, stay fair, stay fair. Go foul, go, go foul, foul, go, go foul. foul, go foul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Very similar. <laughs> Speaking of Javi Baez, Brig, do you want to tell the people about uh, Dia Del Mago? Yes. So, uh, baseball family, every year on August 15th, we celebrate Dia Del Mago. This is in honor of my late wife and in honor of Javi Baez. And we get an opportunity to celebrate her favorite player and have a lot of fun. Um, we have our, this is where our Copa series comes to play on the shop. So you can jump on the shop at 9plusus.com and jump in there. You can grab yourself some Dia Del Mago stuff um, with our sugar skulls on it. But we uh, we just love it. It's August 15th every year, Dia Del Mago. We celebrate the magic man himself. And uh, this, this, this is a callback to when I interviewed Tiffany and I asked her, I said, if you could have set up your own baseball holiday, like what would, what would it, it be? be? <laughs> what, what holiday do we need in baseball that we don't already have? She says, Dia Del Mago. <laughs> awesome. So I awesome. said, when would that be? She's like, well, he's the hottest player in baseball. And uh, he's, you know, the magic man. He's on fire all the time. So let's do it the hottest part of the year, August 15th. That was like, really hilarious. So that's anyway, great. that's where it comes from. And we have a lot of fun with Dia Del Mago. So keep an eye out for discounts on those hats. Correct, um, sir. Let's talk about injuries real quick. And then we will we'll take a break. Okay. okay. Now, first off, in Atlanta, um, sorry, Brig. I think we talked about you starting. I'm gonna go ahead and start. So, in Atlanta, jump in. You've still got Ozzy Albie's out with the foot. He's expected to be out until at least August 19th. Can you imagine how dangerous this team is gonna be when he gets back, bro? No, it's gonna be ugly. They could be the first team to repeat in this century. They could because they're really scary really right now. They're scary, but 
that's really their big one. You still got Adam Duvall. You got Adam Duvall out for the season. That was actually from just this weekend they updated that. And then yeah. uh, Mike Soroka is expected to come back in September. He could because he retoured that Achilles at the beginning of the year. Um, on a, if I'm a Braves fan, I'm like put him in the pen and have him be nails from there because I don't want him starting and being out there any longer than he has to be. But man, having that dude is. As a setup man or a closer, it's trouble. Total trouble. Yep. All right. Let's move on to Boston. I'm going to jump all the way down to Boston because they're on a historically bad stretch. And while that brings me a certain amount of joy, it also (laughs) brings me a tremendous amount of pain because it degrades the overall product that we have on the field. And honestly, it takes away from the competition. But at the end of the day, I still like to see guys getting hurt. I don't care who you play for. So a uh, couple of noteworthy ones. Raphael Devers expected to be back tomorrow morning or this morning, if you're listening in the morning, um, uh, with a hamstring thing. It was kind of a one-day deal. We'll see how that goes. The big one is Trevor Story. He's got a wrist injury. Didn't they say it was a hairline fracture, stress fracture, something like that? They're still hairline trying to fracture, figure out what yeah. it is. So um, he's not expected back till the 23rd at the earliest of August. It's not really going to matter at that point, depending on, I mean, some things would have to be nuts uh, for any of this to matter for the, for the Red Sox, but this gets into their trade, you know, uh, play because Christian Vasquez got traded and we'll talk about this in a minute, but he got traded tonight, right before the game. He literally walked in Houston. Yes. He walked into Minute Maid Park and basically walked to the other clubhouse. It was insane. You should see if you haven't the interview. They pulled him out on the field. Um, He was warming up, ready for the game to get ready for the game, and dude was in shock. He did. He looked like he'd seen a ghost. It was insane. Yeah, Yeah, somebody asked Uh, him about it. They're like, "Like, how's it feel to get traded?" He just he didn't know what to say. Yep. And then Chris Sale, um, his finger still broken. September fifteenth at the earliest. So (laughs) that dude cannot catch a break. Feels so bad. Um, so I'm going to jump on down to the Chicago White Sox real quick. We've got Joe Kelly is out with uh, biceps injury. I I think it was biceps tendonitis, so that's just a rest mm-hmm. injury. You come back, and he should be fine. Luis Robert is out with um, with a concussion, I believe. he should be. They're expecting him to be out at least until Wednesday. He could come back um, after that. But honestly, if I'm the White Sox, I'm like, dude, just rest up and get healthy as long as you need because that's that sucks. So bad. So, so bad. The Mariners saw Kyle Lewis out for like a month with a concussion. Yeah. So it's terrible. Do whatever it takes to get back. Um, I, I just, this is not the team I'm picking to talk about, but Chris Bryant is still out. The end. Okay. Um, it's been just, out all year. I know. I just it's got like what, five at bats? Something like that. Might take the under so, on that. Houston. I'm going to jump down to Houston. The Lance McCullers, he is expected back August 12th. That's a big fat rut row, but it is a forearm. So if we're not really careful, then we might, might not be able to have Lance McCullers even through September. Um, we don't know. That's just one of the things that leads to big time elbow stuff is what they call it. Forearm. Um, other than that, they're pretty good. Michael Brantley is expected back August 15th as well, but Honestly, nobody's really worried about the the rest of Houston. Yeah. 
So the Dodgers, the Dodgers have significant injuries. Like they've got like a whole laundry list is taking up almost my entire screen here. Got Dustin yeah. May coming back from Tommy John. They're thinking he's going to be out at least until August 12th. He could come back. If he comes back for the home stretch, look out. Same thing yeah. with Walker Bueller is expected to be at least until the middle of September. They get him back for a postseason run. Dodgers will be dangerous. No, for uh, sure. Those are both big time. Chris Taylor is expected to come back next week. Um, Justin Turner is expected to be out until at least middle of this week. That's an abdominal injury. Injury. So I feel like those can be tricky. Like he might come back and then find out that it's not quite ready. So. Yeah. Um, that that's something to keep an eye on with Justin Turner. But at the same time, though, it seems like the Dodgers have really figured things out recently. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Maybe they just tell those guys, take your time getting healthy because we're good for now. What a, what a, what a life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How it must be nice. <laughs> that's all I have to must say. Must be freaking nice. Must be freaking nice. Uh, Milwaukee's biggest one, at least as far as I'm concerned, is Freddie Peralta. Um, he's still expected to be back August 5th, but this is a rest injury as well. Do you have anything else in Milwaukee that really bothers you, Brad? I, I don't. Um, as far as injuries go? Yeah. No, but we can get into that. We'll get into them later, so we'll hold off. Yeah, on I was going to say, because there's other things that are related to it, but I just want to yeah. miss anything. Um. The so the twins have like I feel like they have the most injuries out of everybody right Their now. Their entire like A and B teams are out. <laughs> I know they've they've got a 40 man roster on the injured list right now. Yeah, um, yeah, it's is probably the most notable though. Like, honestly, Miguel Sano is out with a knee injury, Sano, but yeah. that's one of those things where he'll, he'll be back. Uh, Max Kepler's got a toe injury that was weird when that happened, so he'll, but he'll be back yeah. soon. Um, but other than that, like. Carlos Correa is back, so yeah. At that point, I'm just and and they've got Buxton has has been able to stay healthy. That's the big thing. Buxton's awesome, like dude. One of the biggest reasons that they've been able to win because that dude's outstanding, absolutely unreal. So now we got to go down to the Mets because John Curtis is out for the season as uh, he's one of their right-handed pitchers. Um, both Smiths, Dominic and Drew, are out. Uh, until August 6th for Dominic, August 17th for Drew. But then James McCann, he should be on his way back. He had an oblique thing August 20th, or July 28th, rather. Uh, should see him back August 4th. This hurt me fantasy-wise, by the way. Um, Jacob deGrom expected not only to come back today on August 2nd, um, but he's taking the hill on his Big first time. day back. Big so time. I, I need this to be – this has to be good because he's on my fantasy starting <laughs> roster as of this morning. <laughs> so there's a couple of Yankee injuries. Uh, fill me in if I'm missing anything significant here, though, Brig, because I got Luis, Luis Severino, who's supposed to be out until September, yeah. middle of September yeah, that's with huge. a lat injury. That is a big one. Giancarlo yeah. Stanton, who's having an outstanding year, by the way. Yeah. He found out where Yankee Stadium is, and he hasn't left. <laughs> Um, no, he hasn't left, <laughs> but he's got an Achilles injury. He's expected to be out until at least August 8th. Do you know anything more about that, Brig, as far as what's going on with him? Have you heard anything from John and Susan, our friends? No, no our friends, John and Susan, haven't <laughs> told me anything. I do have an update about John and Susan I'll tell you about later. But Oh, excellent. Very good. I'm looking ultimately, to it. <laughs> ultimately, no. <laughs> no, uh, no still parlos in the Bronx right now, though. 
no, definitely not. Problem. Nope. Um, but I mean, we could go on for days of injuries. Like there are guys who, like Bryce Harper, obviously still out. Yeah. Supposed to be out. It says that he's expected to be out until at least August twentieth, but I don't think we're going to see him until September at the earliest. Brian Hayes is out for the Pirates. Um, probably a big reason, like a big part of their drop to last place in their division because the reds are no longer in last place in the nl central good for them congratulations yeah, i, I want right? to jump down to seattle though brig yeah the mariners have got a long 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 list of injuries right now like so taylor Trammell has been out for a long time like for a lot of you that might not be a, a significant name but for mariners fans it is because it really cuts into the depth it's like oh beginning of the season it was like oh the outfield is so deep so, so, so deep. Like, what are we going to do? Well, they're all hurt. Every single one of those guys is hurt right now. Like, Kyle yeah. Lewis is still not fully healed from his knee injury from last year. He goes out there and hits a home run against uh, Domingo Herman tonight. But at the same time, though, he hits the ball to shortstop, and he's basically walking to first base because, as you can tell, his knee's bugging him. So he's DHing. He's not in the outfield. But then you've got Dylan Moore, who left the game the other day with back spasms. Mitch Hanniger has played in about a – Played in a handful of games this year because he got COVID and then he rolled his ankle. He should be back next week, I hope. He's finishing you up his rehab assignment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and that's one of the problems is that Hanniger is such a great player. He's a big-time leader on the team. But, man, the dude has hurt so much. Julio yeah. Rodriguez got hit in the wrist, and there was no structural damage or anything. But they're going to take a bat out of his hands for a few days because he's uh, – what's – He's ambitious. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the word, but hmm. it's hard. To, it's hard to keep him off the field. You have to protect him from himself. Himself. So they actually put him on the IL, so he can't do anything. Hmm. Um, and then the you word got, you're you looking know, for is ambidextrous <laughs> or amphibious. I don't know. <laughs> amphibious. That's what it was. I was so close. Sam's tonight. And then you've got. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Diego Castillo who goes out there and he's throwing like 93 in his fastball. It's like, what's going on? Oh, his shoulder is hurt. So he's out until like another couple weeks. Like, man, team is a bit. Oh, and then Sam Haggerty. Sam Haggerty. This is this is like the one of the funniest injuries I've ever heard of Greg in my entire life. So he goes out there and he tries to lay down a bunt against yeah. the Astros. And uh, and he, he doesn't get it. He gets two strikes on him for some reason. He continues to try to lay down the bunt. And he he misses, strikes out. Well, he's mad at himself, frustrated. So he goes into the dugout and he spikes his helmet. And anybody who has ever spiked a helmet knows if you hit that thing just right on the crown, it's going to spring right back up at you. And yep. he got hit in the forehead with the helmet <laughs> and needed stitches. <laughs> oh my! So he's on the injury list. He's not on the IL, but he's on the injury list. Uh, he's not starting any games right now, but they're like, you can come in like pinch hit if you need to or pinch run. Yeah, the dude's fast, like he's one of the fastest guys in the league, hands That's down. Awesome. So, like, he can go out there and pinch run, but they're not going to let him start any games right now. But and it's funny because I heard that happen. In, and Jewel, our friend who he's my co host with the Seattle Baseball Together podcast, he goes, What happened? I explained it to him. I was like, I can tell you exactly how it happened because I've had it happen to me. I have a <laughs> tiny little scar between my eyes on the bridge of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> from a helmet oh, man. popping back up and hitting me right on the nose. It's crazy. So, it could be bad news, Bears. Let's jump into uh, St. Louis. is worth talking about really quick because Jack Flaherty's out till August 26. Yachty, Yachty Molina with his knee. He's old guy. That's why it says knee. And he'll he's expected to be back August 2nd today, this morning, whatever. So um, – Everything else is fine. Harrison Bader is coming back midway through August. So 
everything's fine there. Tampa Bay, though, is a mashed unit as well. Another four-man roster on the injured list. It's crazy, including Mike Zunino and Kevin Kiermeyer. Those are two names I want you to keep in mind because they're going to come up in just a minute when we talk about trades. But ultimately, those are the two ones that are huge. Obviously, Andrew Kittredge being out for the season since July 27th as well was entirely unexpected and is not good. But this is their fourth player out for the season since, uh, well, since the season started, I guess. But three of them occurred in July. Yeah. In the last when Wander Franco weeks. is out until toward the end of August with a wrist. I know. I had, to, I had to dump him, too. Gosh, damn yeah. it. <laughs> so That's so bad. And you know what? I think that it's finally going to catch up with the race. Yep. This is I it. Think, yeah, I we're think here. that's it. Yep, exactly. Well, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk trade deadline stuff, and then we'll get into emoji tears later after that. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home day. Don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball strips. At 9plusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We're going to get into the trade deadline since the trade deadline is here. And we are, and you are. So let's talk about it. Before we jump into uh, who's gone where already, we're going to do that first. And then we're going to do who's still available, if they're going, where they're going. Right now, Brad, I want to know from you what in the world is happening because this is the quietest most understated and muted or whatever trade deadline i've experienced in a while do you have an opinion on what the freak is happening here i do i believe what it is is teams are waiting for the dominoes to fall after a soto trade is what i think that's what's been going on is teams are like okay so if soto goes then that leaves what teams in need of what Right, I agree with you. So I, I feel like that's been the big thing, but it seems honestly, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. There are a couple teams still in the running. I believe it was San Diego and St. Louis were still the top two contenders. I think for so. Soto. Yeah, but honestly, I don't think he's going anywhere. Hopefully so what's your drop well. dead date? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like what? Well, I mean, they don't they don't do the waiver. They don't do the waiver anymore. No, I no no no. I'm saying if you are a team and you have packages prepped and you're oh. getting ready to see like how much time do you give yourself before the deadline before you snap, freak out and just make the deals that you need to make knowing that if I'm you- one of the final two teams, I would have I would have moved on by now. I would have given myself 24 hours. So okay, I got to make I've got to make a deal or i guess i don't have to make a deal but at this point right. you're either going to accept it or you're not so move on yep so this is so interesting to me 
I would love to sit and hear what Soto wants, what he thinks, how he feels. But he won't talk about it, which I don't blame him. But right. none of this is is being discussed. I would imagine with him really in mind, other than his agent brokering on his behalf. That's it. Right, well, he doesn't have a choice though. He doesn't have an exactly. clause. He doesn't have any say in where he goes because all right. they have to do is like the thing is they're just trying not to lose the assets, yeah. miss out on the assets they can get from him. Because if he walks, they get nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so you got to know his agents involved in talking about this and you know being sneaky on the side or whatever little backdoor phone calls. Just don't know how much effect it's having. That's the problem. And maybe, maybe Sorry, go what's going on is that um, they're saying like, "You want to really stick it to, to Washington? Just don't. Let's just not move him. <laughs> <laughs> like you can have him next year. Just wait or whatever. You know. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is the thing: is that these teams, the longer the Nats sit on offers, sit and wait on them, his value just drops. It plummets. Yeah. It's going to continue to drop because if he doesn't move before the trade deadline this year, then it's like, okay, you're going to move him during the offseason. Right. Okay. That's weird. Well, you had your chance at this. Say say that the Padres are like, we have our top six prospects ready to move because we, we think Soto is worth that. So yeah. then the Nats say, no, we don't want your top six pro- prospects. We don't think they're good enough. Oh, you don't think they're good enough, huh? Okay then we'll come back and talk to you in December with our top five prospects. Yeah. Or number eight, nine, and two. Yeah. Yeah. Top four, top four and number 10, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So they're not, they're not going to want to trade that because like, well, you didn't take that in the first place. Then why would we do that? And then there are going to be other teams that are going to come in and say, okay, well, you didn't want this before. What about now? So it, yep. the the value is going to continue to drop. It's going to be lower next year at the trade deadline than it is now, and it'll be because at that point they've got to move. Well, I guess he's got two more full seasons. It's two, yeah, it's two full seasons. So that's what I'm saying. They don't have to do anything, right? Yeah, because um, I was for a second I was thinking he only had one more full season, but that's Castillo. But the only thing that happens is it hurts other teams' possibilities of making a run with a terrific player, right? Yeah. Everything else is up in the air. Yeah. But what I think is interesting is that if he doesn't move, I just feel like like the whole market will explode in indignation. <laughs> don't you feel that way? Like well, so I know I that the know. Mariners were one of the one of the last four teams in on it. And yeah. I think it got to the point where they're like, okay, because I think Jerry DePoto was like, I'm willing to move these four prospects. If you don't want them, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think he was willing to go in with four prospects and maybe a fifth. I bet he offered a fifth for Soto. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think it was Harry Ford. I don't think it was Emerson Hancock, but uh, he did offer his top four prospects plus one more is what I'm going to assume. I don't know anything about it for sure, but I'm just speculating. And then when they didn't take that, he's like, okay, then I'll go somewhere else. So he goes to the Reds and says, hey, you can have our top four prospects for Luis Castillo. Boom. Yep. Deal done. Done. Easy. So for those of you who didn't see, Luis Castillo is a Mariner. He and that is a huge deal because he is rock solid. It, so let's get yeah. into a couple of these that are uh, that have already happened. You mentioned Luis Castillo, um, four prospects. Andrew Benintendi goes to the Yankees from the Royals, three prospects. David Peralta 
Hold on, um, Brig. Toot your horn. Oh. Toot your horn on that because you called okay. that one. I did. Because you said you said a couple months ago you thought that Benintendi would look would be a really good fit for the Yankees and would would end up there in pinstripes and sure You're enough right. he did nailed yep. it. Well, I just saw the old Joey Gallo thing. That was that was how that all came about. I was like, this is not going to go well. It's not going well now. It's I don't see it changing. Sure enough, it's been the case, and we needed an specifically a left fielder. And I looked around and there he was, and that just made all the sense in the world to me. So. Yep. And then it was hilarious. Uh, we got to tease Bill Skabisky a little bit because <laughs> he posted a satire article uh, from Benny saying like he didn't like the Red Sox anyway. And he, <laughs> he's just glad to finally be in pinstripes or whatever. And it was amazing. So thanks, Bill. So funny. <laughs> because we, need, we all needed that laugh. It was awesome. Okay, yeah. let's move on. Uh, David Peralta traded from the Diamondbacks to the Rays uh, for a catcher. Kristen, what is Serta? I think is how you say. His so name. I got, I got, to I got to say something about this. So first off, that is a need for the cat for the for the Diamondbacks. They need a catcher yeah. because right now they have um, basically a utility player as their backup catcher. Um, in I'm drawing a total blank on his name right now. I know who he is. I can see him anyway. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, though, like the fan base down here is not going to be. It's, is not happy about that David Peralta trade. He is a fan favorite. The dude, every single time he runs out of the dugout, out to left field, they do the train, they do this train thing. And the whole stadium does it, not just left field. Everybody, everybody does it. They love that dude big time. And the fan base is not going to be happy about that move. Like they're not real happy with the front office anyway, because it's, they just haven't put a good team on the field and they haven't put anybody around to tell Marte. No, you know, and he has not been not tip top, not like a couple years no. ago, all star. Yeah. yeah, and I wonder if some of that has to do with just like what's the point, man? Right? Yeah, so, so sad. So yeah, but this David Peralta, Peralta move that that justifies the the curiosity about the so what, right? Like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. sucks exactly. Josh Hader moves from the Brew Crew to the Friars. It's a big five-player deal. I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. That why would you? No sense. Why would you let Josh Hader go? First of all, he's like your all-star closer, and then second of all, to the Padres, <laughs> you're gonna play him in the playoffs. Yeah, what exactly? <laughs> I've, I'm so confused. Yeah. Is it a hair problem? Is there not enough hair care product in Milwaukee? Is the cold weather bad for his follicles? Or something I don't understand. I, that's Jeez. so weird. I, I have no idea what's going on. Ah, I don't I mean? It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. So it stupid. Here's another out. one. Here's another one. I'm trying to figure out. Brig Trey Mancini was traded oh. from the Orioles to the Astros. What are you doing, Baltimore? <laughs> are no are idea. we literally watching? the plot of major league i've said this several times this year like are we actually watching major league play out in baltimore no because they started winning they because they have the freaking cardboard cutout in the clubhouse and so what do you do (laughs) you wreck the chemistry oh man right yeah yeah this is the equivalent oh no i can't say it this is like okay i'll say it this is like Jake Taylor getting moved midway through that movie. 
Yeah. That's what this is. Be. Yeah. It's terrible. I and and I get it. Like they played that they played that last game of their last home stand, and they're like, oh, this could be Trey Mancini's last game in Baltimore. And I was like, why? They're winning. Keep him. You have to keep the dude. You got to. Then of course they go and send him to Houston, who gave up Jose Siri to the Rays. That's all they had to do. That's to it. get Trey Mancini. You that's let somebody insane. else come in and do your dirty work for you, so you don't have to. And that's how the Astros stay rich. That's right, and that's how they keep winning. Yep. Here's the problem is this Trey Mancini deal puts Houston in a new category of dangerous. And then they add Christian Vasquez who's solid. Oh, I'm so angry. They actually have a catcher who could hit now. I know. Like this is the thing is that I've seen the Astros over the last three weeks turn into a new level of themselves and they are scary. They're They're a scary, scary team. I'm not surprised the Mariners lost what six out of seven against them over the last week. Well, the Yankees have not played well against them either, bro. Yeah, nobody has. That's Except for the A's. Kill people. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like they were like, let's get uh, – who are we going to send to Oakland? Uh, I'd rather take three days off. Yeah, me too. Here's what we're going to do. Get the middle schoolers out. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be have. a Juco around here, you know. Crazy, man. So weird, but um, Frankie Montas is a big one, yeah. They traded from uh the A's to the Yankees, big six player deal. Uh, this is not a moment too soon for the Yankees, um, not just because Montas is great, but because our pitching has taken a beating on the injury list. So we just need it, and it's good. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm disappointed we haven't pulled more than one guy through this trade. I mean, we have a couple of other people, but um. Yeah, I. It's just it feels a little bit low key. They have picked up like Benny, Frankie, and uh, who's the other Trevino? Now there's two Trevinos. Yeah, there's two Trevinos on the on the Yankees. And it was, uh, it was. I think he was a reliever. There's another pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, Lou Trevino. Lou, that's right, Lou. Anyway, so that's and that's a big deal. But so anyway. so those are the deals that have already been done at this point on Monday night. Uh, is there anybody you're surprised has not been moved yet? Yeah, Joey Gallo. So I did see I did see they're trying to send him to a small market. I wonder if that's a request on his part. He's like, I'm done with the big market stuff. I I would be not at all surprised. Wilson Contreras hasn't moved. I don't understand. That's the one why. who surprised me because yeah there's no way he's going to come back. Nope. Right? Nope. Like, we were talking to Denise to Denise about it just today. We were texting, and she's like, well, they're asking a whole lot for him. It's like, of course they are. He's one of the best catchers yeah. in the game. They ought to be asking a lot for him. But at the same time, you got to have realistic realistic expectations. you got to move the dude so you don't lose everything because of him. Yep. Yep, I agree. The so, other one uh, is Jock Peterson. I know he's on the move all the time. And he's like continually bouncing around. I think he got a, he got a concussion the other day, and I think that's the only reason he hasn't been moved. Honestly, I could see him staying in San Francisco. I can see him moving somewhere else. But JD Martinez, yeah. his name gets thrown around a lot. He hasn't moved. Um, yeah, you're right. That's been that's been a really interesting one to watch because again, you got to wonder why. Somebody the other day wrote an article about deals that should get done but won't. It was really interesting. It proposed moving Rafael Devers to Milwaukee. 
in this sideways, crazy, crazy three-team deal or whatever. And it was just interesting. Um, but we'll see. See what happens. I don't that, think that they be... should move Devers though. Like if if the Red Sox want to win at all in the next couple of years, they got to have Bogarts and Devers. They got to keep those yep. guys. I agree. And, I, I've seen a lot of stuff about Devers getting moved. I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? Unless they, they're they absolutely selling on the next five years, just going to punt. Right? Just punt. <laughs> yeah, just, just <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. David Bednar out of Pittsburgh is another one that I would like to see move. Um, He's a relief pitcher, closer, whatever. But um, I don't know. Well, maybe it's this is moral. so. This is the thing is so he has he has <laughs> uh, club control through twenty twenty six with him, and that's a yeah. big deal, especially with a closer or a reliever like him. Totally, like, a team could bring him in and have him for the next few years at cheap. And be that's what I'm saying. Go, like right. So I I wouldn't be surprised if one of these contender teams picks him up. Yeah. Um, it cracks me you up know, seeing Nelson Cruz hours. on these lists, though. Like teams are like, "Yeah, we need Nelson Cruz." Like, you don't want Nelson Cruz. The dude's forty-two. Yeah, and his bat is no slowing way. down. Yeah, what bat? <laughs> yeah, um. uh, Ramon Liriano <laughs> is one that surprises me with that with Oakland the way that they've been selling everybody off. I mean, since like last December, right? I'm yeah. surprised that Liriano is still there because he is. A really good player. Yes, he got popped for PEDs last year, and he's taken a step back since then for obvious reasons. But he's yeah. still a good player. Like if you have him yeah. as your fourth outfielder, you're you're good. Yeah, right. Um, I asked my my buddy Mike Farns about the Red Sox and who they're going to get rid of and what they're going to do, and he fully expects Nate Valdi to be moved. Um, and I would just die if Nate Evaldi showed up in the Bronx. Like I would just. I would love everything about that. This is his last year on his four-year deal. It's a $68 million deal. Just do it. Just do it. Then we get <laughs> Benny and Ivaldi. It just brings me so much joy. Um, anyway, that, the, that's The Bronx it. Red Sox. Shut up right now. You take that back. You wipe that dirty, rotten word right out of your mouth. I cannot believe you just said that. There's a whole long list, Brig. We've talked about this. It's a thing. I know. But hey, don't say those words together. All right, I won't. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go through our emoji tears. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports, from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. So we're going to get into this month's emoji tiers. For those of you new to the show or new to the concept, we do this instead of power rankings because we don't want to go 1 through 30 because it's a lot of work and just like we don't want to so what we do is we have five tiers we have the diamond is the top we have the heart is the second because those are teams we love and then the third tier the middle tier is a question mark because we're not really sure about what these teams are who, who are who they are and then we have the thumbs down as our fourth tier and the bottom tier is the poop emoji because as we say if your team is in the poop emoji your team is poop poop yep so, okay, Brig, go ahead and lead us off. Get us started with your 
diamond tier. Okay. So first of all, if those of you, those of you who have been watching and have seen us do this before, you'll notice that uh, there's more than three teams. There are more than three teams, I should say, we in this category. This month. We decided to, to expand the roster spots uh, for the trade deadline. And, and anyway, my diamond is Mets, Braves, Dodgers, Astros. That's who I've got in my diamond. Um, the Mets beat the Yankees twice, back-to-back. Um, the Braves are – are they in first place now? Are they flip-flopping still? Not yet. Not yet. <clears throat> okay. They're dang close. They're really and close. The Dodgers are undisputed. The Astros are undisputed and also whooped up on the Yankees. That's a tease. Mm, that's a tease. Yeah. So what about my you? What's diamond, your diamond. I still have the Yankees in there. Because I until they go on like a terrible losing streak to like like until they lose a series to a bad team, I'm gonna keep them there. Like they're losing series okay. to good teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is going to happen. You're going to have like, sure. relatively speaking, they're going through a bad stretch right now, but they are still the team to beat. They have the best record in the American League. I feel like yeah. there's something to be said for that. Um, I've also got the Dodgers and then the Astros. Like I said, the Astros are a new level of, of themselves. Um, oh yeah, I'm afraid of the Astros. I know their faults, but they do an amazing job compensating for those and not letting them get the best of them because i'll tell you the other day on it was on sunday odorizzi was pitching a gem against the mariners and uh, he had 91 pitches going into the eighth inning and i texted jewel i was like okay it's like he'll either come out for one batter or he's not going to come out at all once you get to that bullpen it's time to do the damage odorizzi comes out said all right here we go it's stanick tied the game up right there Tied it up two to two. Mariners ended up losing because they had a rookie come in and face Jordan Alvarez. <clears throat> oh but, no! Yeah, that was. That'll get you. Yeah, afterwards, I was like, "Wow, he sure was not put in a situation to succeed there, was he?" That was <laughs> ugly. No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> but anyway, no, the Astros are dangerous. They're freaking scary. So, it's insane. Like, if we had them, like, love, I've got them as my best team in baseball right now. Me too. So. Me too. Right, who, do you have, who do you have for your heart tier right now? Okay, so let me just address the Yankees are here. And the Yankees are here because I need them to beat those other teams because they're playoff primers. And if they can't win in the regular season against those teams, then I'm worried. I'm not saying it's impossible. All I'm saying is I'm worried about what they're going to look like come October. I don't want to worry. I'm upset that I have to worry. It hurts my feelings that I'm worrying. But at the same time, I need you to do better against really great teams. It's okay. You can beat bad teams all day long. Fine. Do it. Congratulations. Mazel tov, All that. But when it comes to playing the Astros and the Mets and other teams of that caliber, if you can't throw down and make it a battle, then, I'm, then I start to worry. And now here they are. They're in my heart tier. Moving on. We've got the Brewers here, the Padres are here, Twins are here, Cardinals here, Blue Jays have been on a, a another doing well streak. I'm not going to say it's a tear, but they've been doing better. The Mariners are really impressive. Cannot figure out where they came from, although Brad keeps trying to tell me he has evidence, but it just happened, and it's very exciting. <laughs> and then Cleveland. Cleveland's baseball team is here, too. 
Okay. <clears throat> Mine is very similar. I've got the Brewers, Padres, Twins, Cardinals. I've got the Mets here um, just because they have struggled lately. The fact that they've given up ground to the – like to say that it's because they've given up ground to the Braves is like weird to me just because the Braves have been so good and won so many games out of like such a stretch that it's like, okay, nobody's going to be able to hold any ground against that, right? But the Yankees did earlier this season. Yeah. The Red Sox went on that incredible run for what was it, a month and a half, and they, they the Yankees didn't give up any ground. If the Mets are who we thought they were, they would not have given up nearly as much ground on the to the Braves as they did. So well, and that's the, why I put the Braves in the in my diamond because they deserve right. it. Yeah, they and that was the thing is like I wasn't sure <clears> if I was gonna do four teams. I wanted to stick with three in my diamond just because I feel like it is like the elite level, right? Like I feel like the Braves and the Mets are both right there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I still feel like the Yankees are are there. Anyway, then I've got the Blue Jays have been playing really well again lately since they fired their manager. I've got the Braves, talked about them, and the Mariners. I'm gonna probably have them there for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um Mariners are a good team. Yeah, they this are. is the team that we we were expecting going into the season. Um we talked about it with Samson. He's like, I don't know what it is. Like they've been so bad. And it's like and my thing is like, but they're not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? but you brought it's the same thing you brought up with the with the Yankees though is that they've got to be able to beat these teams in this heart tier. They've got yeah. to be able to beat the Blue Jays. They have. They got to be able to beat the Mets. They did. They won a series against the Mets in Queens, which is outstanding. True. Um I and the thing is like I don't think they could be able to beat the Braves. They they have they lost 6 of 7 to the Astros over the last week. They're probably going to lose 3 of 2 out of 3 against the Yankees this week. Um so they're yeah, definitely stepped too. down from those teams, but man, I just I feel like they're a playoff team. They're obviously a wild card team given the division that they're in, but they would be in the lead over the Twins right now in the Central. Yeah, they would. Got a better record. So there's <clears throat> that going for them. Yeah. Um I think they are a middling playoff team that's going to get in and get to the division series and lose. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen this year. Is that they're yeah. they're going to end up matching up against either the Yankees or the Astros. That's right. And they're going to get run right out of the stadium. So yep, um, I'm happy with the Mariners though because this is progress, and that's what we've needed this year. We needed progress, dude. This is not just progress. This is insane. <laughs> last and year was right. progress, right? Yeah, last year this was year progress. Is, this yeah, year is and proof. This year is the next step up. Yeah, this is proof. Yeah. I dig it. All right, who you have for your question mark? So my question mark is thinned out pretty hard this this month because I only had five teams. Usually there's eight. Giants, Phillies, Rays, Rangers, Orioles. Honestly, the Rays are here because of the Kiermaier and Zunino situation. Had they not been here, I might have kept them up a little higher. But their entire squad is a mash unit, and then they lose those two incredible, incredibly difficult players to lose. And it's just now... I genuinely don't know what we're going to get from Tampa Bay, uh, Baltimore. <clears throat> I, I just, this is a huge promotion for them and they deserve it. The Mancini situation might change this next month. We'll see what happens. I hope not. Cause I want to see them succeed. Um, and then the giants, their giants are on, uh, they're falling. This is where the Phillies belong. I can't believe we're talking about the Rangers in this category. Just to be honest with you. <laughs> but they belong there, and that's bizarre. There you go. Okay. All right. My question have? mark. I have the Giants, Giants, Phillies, Rays as well. 
Uh, I also have the Orioles there because, and like they're, I would love to have put them in my heart tier. Yeah. But with the Trey Mancini deal, I'm like, I don't know who they are anymore. I don't know who they're going to be going forward because what, I don't know what role exactly he played in the clubhouse. And I think we're going to find out in the next five days. Oh, show how this team plays. Um, I've got the White Sox, Phillies, Red Sox, and the Marlins as well. And I've got the Guardians here. Um, And I have the Rays, like I said, all the same reasons. The exact same reasons you did. Like They have had so many decimating injuries that I I feel like it's going to catch up to them. This is the time. Zunino is, I, I maintain this, I say it all the time, he's the reason that pitching staff, a big part of the reason that pitching staff is as good as it is. Yes, those guys are talented, but you've got to have a catcher who can manage the pitching staff, and he does. Does an outstanding job. Um, the Red Sox, I'm going to give them a chance still, just because they did go and win so many games over such a short period of time that they shot up the standing, shot up the wild card, that they could figure things out and do that again. But I don't know if they've lost too many guys now with trades or they're going to. And injuries. And injuries that all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, well, okay, season's over, selling in the next couple hours, right? Yeah. So there's that. Um, Marlins, I've I've felt all all season the Marlins were a better team than what they've been playing. They have one of the best pitchers in Alcantara. And... I'm surprised they don't win more games, honestly. Yeah. So that's what I have for my question mark tier. You want to go down to your th- your, your thumbs down break? You ready? Yeah, I expanded my thumbs down tier a little bit this, this month as well. <clears throat> I'm happy to say that the Reds are up into this category. Let's just yeah. acknowledge their promotion. Um, the Angels, blah. Rockies, blah. I, the Red Sox deserve to be here, and now they're moving moving guys out. So this is great. Um, the Marlins, this is the same thing you were saying, but I just put them in one rank down. Never know what you're going to get from the White Sox, but it's repeatedly disappointing. Um, the Tigers should be in the poop emoji. I could easily move them down, but I can't stomach moving Javi Baez and Miggy out of or into the poop tier. That's just it's brotherly love or whatever. D-backs, Pirates, Cubs all make sense. Okay. They're not poop bad, but they're close. <laughs> <laughs> they're really close. Yeah. So my my thumbs down is my smallest tier, aside mm. from Diamond. I've got the Rockies, Reds, Rangers, and D-backs. Um, having watched the Rangers up close for a, a couple series pretty close together, the Rangers are not a good team. Like They have some offensive pop, but, man, their pitching is so bad. Pitching yeah, is, is so so yeah. so bad. Um, the Reds got a promotion. I'm happy about that. Um, good for them. A way to go. There's a couple guys coming from the Mariner system who are probably going to be at the big league level next year with them because who else you got? Right. Yep. For sure. Um, the Rockies are bad. They're not poop bad, but they're bad. The D-backs, same yeah. thing, are, are are not good. And <laughs> did I tell you? I think I told you this the other day that the Nats are so bad that they made the D-backs look like a playoff team. Yeah, when they were in did. town, my yeah. goodness, that was <laughs> unreal. I could not believe how much fun it was to be at that game. <laughs> That's awesome. It was a good time. That's awesome. All right, Briggs. So have my in the poop tier, Nats A's Royals. Duh, it's it. There you go. It does, it just makes perfect sense. And the Royals solidified their position here with the Benintendi trade. Um, oh. I'm surprised they aren't moving more people around. Well, I'm not. I'm not surprised. They've got that young talent, and the fans love those guys. So you got to keep them there. I think Benny was expendable, and they could get some some genuine um, 
return on that trade, but they're just bad. The A's are on real bad and the Nats are even worse. So, so supplies. <laughs> there you go. So I have, I have the angels, Nats, Royals, Cubs, Tigers, Pirates, and A's as well. Um, I, I really expanded this one out because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the team. Like we talked about it last month, the sludge is settling at the bottom. These are the teams that have yeah. settled. Like the yeah. Tigers are way worse than I thought that they were going to be. And I feel bad because of Miggy and like you said, Javi Baez, both those guys deserve to be on better teams. Um, yep. Javi Baez has not been him, his normal self this year, but at the same time, I don't know. It's weird. Um, the angels are continue to be terrible. The Cubs just, Cannot figure out how to win games. I saw a stat today that said their own 50 if they're trailing by two or more runs after the seventh inning. Like, that's a team that doesn't fight. Wow. Owen oh, 50 if two or more runs through the seventh? If they're down by two or more after the yeah. seventh inning. Oh, yeah. That's a team that doesn't fight. That's bad. Yeah. To me, that's a managerial issue. I like David Ross, but that's a managerial problem to me. Yeah. Yeah. But, me too. Um, the Royals, like, like you said, the Benintendi trade, I'm surprised they haven't moved Whit Merrifield yet. Like, he hasn't had a great him. season, but at the same time, it could just be a change of scenery that gets him somewhere. And he does. Um, yeah, but they want him to be, they want, they want him to be the thing that happens. Well, he was on the block in... last year though. They asked the Mariners for Julio Rodriguez. And I wonder if they're still asking way too much and that's why they haven't moved him. Maybe, but that's because they believe in him. They, right. they believe they wouldn't ask for a lot if they didn't have faith. Yeah. Yeah. You're true. You're, you're right. I'm true. I am true. <laughs> you are. Stay true, Brick. <laughs> Stay gold, pony boy. Big uh, facts. The Pirates belong here now because <laughs> they've sunk to the bottom of the NL Central, which is baffling to me. That yeah. They've just been, I mean, they're two and eight in their last 10, and that's just horrendous. They've lost seven in a row. Yuck. Yeah. Poor Pirates. I saw a guy walking into Circle K the other day uh, with a sweet Pirates hat. Yeah. that's an amazing hat too bad they stink yeah. but anyway let us know what you think about the emoji tears did we get it right did we get it wrong did we put your team too high or too low let us know what you think by jumping in the mailbag on baseballtogether.com or hitting the link down in the description brig tell them where they can get shirts don't forget at nine plus us.com that's n-i-n-e-p-l-u-s-u-s.com nine plus us.com that is our merch site I'm wearing my baseball and chill t-shirt. It's part of the pop culture collection. Brad's wearing his perfecto t-shirt. It's very exciting. Um, very like so. we said, we're going to be dropping some discounts for Dia Del Mago. That'll be August 15th. Stay tuned for that. Yes. And another thing I found out from my nieces and nephews when I was in on vacation a few weeks ago, water bottle stickers are a very big thing. We yeah. have them. Jump on the we shop. Do. And you can get them. You can slap them all over your favorite water bottle. Um, put, it also, everywhere. <laughs> put it everywhere. Um, also, jump on to baseballtogether.com. You can watch podcasts. You can listen to podcasts. You can read about baseball. Um, for the Rooters, you heard about me teasing an article that I'm going to write here pretty soon. I'm very excited yep. about this. It's going to be very fun. I'm not going to give away too much, but it's it'll be coming up, and I'll let you know when it's there and what it is. But baseball family, thank you again so much for joining us. We will catch you next week.